In a world of conflicting values, when questions are more common than answers, God's Word provides everything we need to live a God-centered, truth-driven life. Now, here's the Word for Life broadcast, brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Well, good morning. Uh, Welcome to Word for Life broadcast. Uh, This is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church, and my name is Ken Keltner. I'm the the pastor, and Jack Gardner, who is normally our producer, is not in studio with us. I guess I could say he's out on assignment somewhere, but uh, we are thankful for Jack and all of his work in helping us put the broadcast out to you. We're thankful for VCY and Jim Schneider and the ministry that they have, and and so uh, we're looking forward to all that that, that God is doing through VCY. In fact, uh, Mike Gendron is going to be on uh, Crosstalk coming up here on the 11th of November. He'll be at Brookside the 12th and 13th. Uh, he'll be speaking uh, 8.30 to noon on Saturday and then Sunday morning, both services in our 6 p.m. service. He'll be a great help to you uh, with knowing how to share the gospel, especially if you have friends and family that have been brought up in the Catholic denomination of how they can know for sure that they can live with God. But in studio today, uh, we're picking up again with uh, Dr. Jim Tillotson. Uh, Jim and Joan are here for our missions conference at Brookside. He's been our keynote speaker. And let me encourage you to uh, go online and catch some of uh, the broadcasts and some of the messages during our missions conference. And uh, uh, I was so moved, Jim, by your message again the other night with um, the gospel. And you, and you, you really shared it in the last broadcast that you uh, you told Joan, uh, I just want to go and lead as many people to Jesus as we can in Canada, and God used you in a great way there and had a thriving church. Actually, didn't you start some churches there too? Yes. Yeah, we yeah. ended up planting, uh, planted three churches, revitalized a fourth church. Well, amen. So, yeah. And so, uh, again, we're glad to have you with us in the in the studio this morning. And so, uh, share with us, uh, you, you, you know, we left off with God's using you. You're doing great things in Canada. You called your dad when you first led your first Canadian to the Lord. Dad, God's at work. It's exciting here. And then, uh, as you've been there 16 years, probably thinking this is where we're going to we're going to finish out. And excited about even finishing out here for the Lord. Then some things started to change to uh, take you into a to a different and new ministry. So why don't you uh, just share a little bit of how God directed you with that? Sure. Yeah, we were having a great time. We became dual citizens, so we planned to spend the rest of our life in Canada, and we were just seeing God do amazing things. We just it was very normal to see lots of people saved every year. And uh, the churches that we planted were all self-supporting within two years, and they were seeing people saved, and it was just a very, very exciting thing. And then a mission agency called me out of nowhere and said their president was retiring, you know, what I consider uh, that position. And I said, well, I'm not really interested. I'm really enjoying where I am right now because really I was living what I felt was my dream. Like I felt God called me to Canada. This is all I ever wanted to do. I told our people, you better be nice to me because I will do your funeral. And uh, (laughs) so, I mean, it was just, we never crossed our mind we'd ever Mm -hmm. leave. And uh, I told them that. I said, well, you're one of four people. You know, why don't you just send in your resume? And I talked to my wife and we were like, well, we don't know who the other three are, but they got to be better than us. So we, we didn't even have a resume. We just put one together, sent it in. Well, someone on their board was also on Faith's board. And Faith had been looking for a president for three years and hadn't been able to find anyone. And so they called me out of nowhere two weeks later and asked if I would consider uh, coming down to interview to be their president. And I, I just said, I'm not interested. 
And I said, I've never even heard of your school. I think I'd driven through Iowa twice in my lifetime at that point. And uh, they said, well, why don't we send you some information? So the next day, the airmail, I go to my mailbox, and there's this information from Faith. And I'm like, wow, these guys are serious. So I took four hours, read through everything, and doctrinally, they were exactly where I was. I just had never heard of the school. And uh, so he called me two days later said, yeah, I was really excited. It seems like you have a great, great school there. And uh, he, he said, you don't want to? I said, no, I really, I'm really happy where I am. And uh, so he kept calling. And then probably three months later, he just said, listen, we just want you to come preach in our chapel. Would you just come down and preach to college kids? You've never seen our campus. Just come preach to college kids. I said, sure. I love preaching to college kids. He says, well, why are you here? Why don't you let us interview you? <laughs> and I said, I already told you, I don't think this is what God has for us. And he said, well, what's it going to hurt? And my wife and I had prayed about it. And my wife was like, well, how can we say we're willing to do whatever God wants us to do? Although both of us were convinced this is not what God, why would he take us away from the most yeah. amazing work of God we'd ever seen? And we couldn't wrap our heads around that. So we just thought, honestly, and if you hear my wife's testimony, we honestly thought this was a test. We, we thought this is like, the, there's going to be a ram in the thicket. God just wants to know, do we love him more or the ministry more? And you know this, I mean, mm-hmm. We both love the ministry. You have the same evangelistic mm-hmm. heart. You love your people. So sometimes, do you love God more than the ministry? That's a good test. That and, is a good test. And so we thought, this is a test. And mm-hmm. so we thought, well, yeah, we love God more. So, But <laughs> never thinking this would be real. So I said on two conditions. I said, I'll come down if this can't leak back to my church, because I didn't want him to think I was looking to leave. And I said, you got to tell everyone on the committee I'm not interested. So I said, on those two conditions, I'll interview. So they said they agreed. So I came down, preached in chapel. They had all the interviews at an airport. We went through two days of interviews, and we were like, nah, we're staying in Canada. Storm came in, and we were going to go visit all the churches on Sunday that the leadership went to, because I tell my people, you never make a move unless you know where you're going to go to church. And all the churches canceled, Snowden at the hotel, and the interim president calls me and says, hey, we need to pick you up. We need to talk to you. And I'm like, right now in a blizzard? He goes, yeah, I'm on my way. Says, hey, Joan, Dr. Schmidt's coming to pick us up. So we go to Olive Garden. They closed Olive Garden when we left because we're the only people there. It was that bad of a storm. And we sat down and he teared up and he said, Jim, I can't do this anymore. I have a heart valve that has to be replaced. There's no names after your name. If you say no, he says, I'm going to have to resign in March. And he said, I think that will close the school. And very well was probably true. Uh, That was in 2015 from March to May of 2015, Northland. Clearwater and Tennessee Temple all closed, and Faith was probably going to be next. And then his wife started crying and just said, you have to do this. And it really felt like 18 years earlier when I met Pastor Herb, who asked me to come to Edmonton and a McDonald's with kids sliding down the play place. And I went back to our hotel, and my wife looked at me, and she said, you're thinking about this, aren't you? And I said, well, honey, we haven't even prayed about it. I said, I think I have to pray about it. And my wife started crying and just like it was overwhelming. And mm-hmm. uh, so we we had seven counselors, four of the seven, two of which were my mom and dad had said, don't leave Canada. Why would God take you away from that? Uh, we then called them. Uh, we went and rested for a day, called the four that were against it. And uh, my dad said, Jim, what do you do in a small town if the pastor there isn't a good pastor? You need to weed those guys out at the college level. I think you need to go. Mm. My mom said, I'm changing my mind. There needs to be churches like Meadowlands. You need to go. A friend we both know, Dr. Doug McLaughlin, uh, Dr. Doug had said, 
Jim, there's no Bible college presidents in the Bible. Pastor's the highest office. That's what he told me earlier. And so I tell him all about it. He says, well, what did you see? And I tell him what I saw. He says, how do you feel about it? And I said, Dr. McLaughlin, if there were other guys, I would withdraw. I would absolutely stay in Canada, but they're in big trouble. And I said, I guess I would say I'm willing, but not that I really want to do this. And he said, I'm changing my mind. I think you're wired for this. You need to go. Mm. And then a businessman in my church who was completely against it, had done a lot to help Northland, uh, said, you know, Jim, all the reasons I helped Northland, I still believe in. I think you need to go. So all seven of my counselors changed. And then my wife, who you know has a great sense of humor, and she said, Jim, if you're having a midlife crisis, she said, I'll bleach blonde my hair and you can go buy a car. <laughs> but she said, if you're going to go be the president of a Bible college, like, what are you thinking? And then she said, and she teared up, but she said, if you want us to do this, you're going to have to look me in the eye and tell me you know God wants us to do that. And she said, if you do that, I'll go. But mm-hmm. her sister had come up and married a Canadian. We had five nieces and nephews in our church. Mm-hmm. Her other sister's daughter had come up and married a Canadian. Um, our oldest daughter had moved out on her own and was going to college mm-hmm. in Edmonton. So we would leave her behind. So to leave family and friends, you know what it's like. You love your people. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anyone in Iowa. And to say, I'm going to leave these people that I, I've just intertwined my life with. Um, but after two weeks, God did make it clear. And uh, I remember the moment our two weeks were up. I had told them I'd give an answer in two weeks because I knew they were in trouble. We, one of our church plants was two hours north. And I said, I said, let's go up to the farm. We had good friends or farmers up there. We spent the day with them. We're driving back to Edmonton, and I just knew. Mm-hmm. And the verse God gave me was, the fields are wide into harvest, but the laborers are few. Yeah. Pray there for the Lord of the harvest who sends forth laborers in the field. Mm-hmm. And I thought in the most I could plant would be five more churches in the next 20 years. But if I went to a Christian college and invested in five guys a year, that'd be a hundred ministries I could touch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daco was one of my counselors, and Daco was just like, Jim, go to the headwaters, go where they're training people. So I pulled the truck over, I looked her in the eye, and I said, I know this is nuts, but I know God's asking us to go do this. And my wife is awesome, and she teared up, and she just said, okay, then let's go. Mm-hmm. And uh, then that was the journey, and God mm-hmm. took us to faith, and uh, you know, we struggled in our first year. Faith still declined after our first year here, but then God totally has turned it around. Uh, we've grown the last six years. We just had the largest freshman class we've had in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really would say we see God's hand on faith like we saw God's hand at Meadowlands. And, you know, probably like you, why does God do that at one mm-hmm. place? And mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. you know, but it's just it's wonderful to be a part of it and see what God can do. I, I said to my wife a long time ago, I don't want to go through life seeing what we can do. I want to go through life and see what God can do. And I think that's all the great stories in Scripture. You know? yeah, and, it is. You know, it's all the amazing things. And Moses is against the Red Sea. And if God doesn't show up, they're all going to die. And then God does something amazing that no one would have ever seen. Let's walk through the Red Sea. Yeah. And uh, so I always say that's the kind of stuff I want to see in my lifetime. You know, uh, just being around you and, and the other missionaries, it just has brought me back to, I don't know who said it, but I've heard it often that the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament is still our God, and He's still in the doing miraculous works and, and wants to use His people to build His kingdom. And uh, it's exciting to, to, to see what's going on there at Faith and how God is using you. And, and then as you get out in churches like ours and and um, pour your heart and life into a ministry uh, uh, just in the short time you're there and the, the people you touch and impact. And you've been out even visiting with me, some of our couples here. And uh, 
uh, it's just uh, it's just been a great blessing. I hear from them that man, uh, thank you for bringing Jim and you know, and then yesterday Jim and Joan by and and if you're just joining us. Um, We've been visiting with uh, Dr. Jim Tillerson. He's the president now of Faith Baptist Bible College in Ankeny, Iowa. And uh, in just a few minutes we have left, how, how if somebody has someone that, man, I, that college sounds like that's something for my son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter, uh, how can they, I mean, what do they need to do to, to get in touch to get the ball rolling there? Yeah, the best thing is to go to our website, faith.edu, and it'll give you all the information you need about our college. And then we would also recommend a visit. Uh, I think you just come and visit. Uh, 88% of students who visit faith end up coming to faith. Uh, great spirit on our campus. And I would just recommend if you can come and visit us, we'll help you come if you need help coming to make a visit mm. uh, because that's been so good for us. And I would just say I've loved being with you, Pastor Ken, your mm-hmm. heart for evangelism. I loved making those visits with you. Uh, I always say there's a difference between a preacher and a pastor. Mm-hmm. There's some people who love to preach and there's people who love their people mm-hmm. and you do both. And it's yeah. just been a wonderful weekend for my wife and I. Well, well that's touching. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, we're excited to see what we can do, you know, not only in missions, but even with some of our Bible colleges around here that we can support. And so trust that you uh, you all have a great day. Be praying for uh, Jim and Joan and the ministry there at Faith in Ankeny, that God would just take young people and they would go out into service until the Lord tarries and do a great work in building his kingdom. Thank you for joining us, and Jim, thank you for being with us. We hope you enjoyed today's program. If you have a question we can answer or would like information on the Word for Life, would like to donate to help continue to produce this broadcast, or need resources for your Christian walk, contact us at Brookside Baptist Church, 4470 North Pilgrim Road, Brookfield, Wisconsin, 53005. You can also visit us at brooksidebc.org. That's brooksidebc.org. Or call us at 262-783-6180. That's 262-783-6180. Thanks for listening today, and please tune in again as we bring the Word of God to your life.